So conference championships is over. Um, we have the we have the list for the playoff four. We just gotta we were just waiting on committee today to see who do they have in the college football four. Who do they have ranked at number one? We're looking to see who's gonna play each other, but we have the four. We know the four that's going to get in. A lot to talk about, and also. My game day picks. My game day week 14 picks. My week 14 picks. Uh, we've been doing a good job. Last few weeks, I've been close to 500. I'm going to try to raise that raise that win-loss percentage up a little bit. Let's go. We have a big pod ahead of us. Without further ado, let's go. Okay, so college football was on Saturday. Some games on. Um, at we most of the games went as went went as expected. Um, Oklahoma won. I chose Oklahoma. I picked Oklahoma to win. Um, close one as I as I figured because Baylor and Oklahoma are neck and neck. They're just as good. Baylor's an eleven win team. Quality victory for Oklahoma. Um, <clears throat> then I pick. LSU to win over Georgia. Uh, didn't know LSU would dominate like that, but I kind of figured LSU would put up points and Georgia would have some problems uh, offensively with trying to make the, the the big play, trying to make plays down the field. As I predicted, they will, they would like struggle making plays down the field. They didn't make, they didn't have enough big plays down the field and enough scoring to keep up with LSU. So I picked LSU. I was correct on that. And then the Ohio State game, the Ohio State game was a little scary, closer than what I thought. Um, kind of knew that Wisconsin would come out and play well and have a nice game plan for the first half. But Ohio State was just, it, it proved to be just just a little bit better than Wisconsin. Um, they fully took, they come off a 14-point um, deficit in the, in the second half. They went into the second half. They were totally dominant. They, they, they were dominant. Wisconsin didn't score at all in the second half. They had to go into halftime. They had a twenty-one to seven lead, and Ohio State just came back. Twenty-seven un twenty-seven unanswered, twenty-seven unanswered points as I predicted. Ohio State would win. So we basically have our four teams laid out for us, and I kind of figured this would be the four teams. Kind of figured this would be the four teams, but this is this is our four teams laid out now. The, with the committee now, the drama that lies within the committee now is the the um, the number one teams. Is it Clemson? Is it Ohio State? Is LSU? 
just from yesterday and just the whole total body of work, um, the one knock that was on LSU these last few weeks, or this last month, I should say, the knock from the committee to LSU was them not being a complete team, them just being really good offensively but questionable defensively. And we know LSU has a lot of talent on defense, but but they weren't playing up to par. But these last few weeks, LSU has locked in defensively. They have still done what they have done all throughout the season and dominated and been explosive offensively. And now they brung the defense together, and yep, that's what you get yesterday. They shut down Georgia. Georgia didn't have no big plays. Georgia was in practice. I mean, they were basically they were basically incapable of making big plays. LSU shut that down, and then as we have seen all season long, led by Joe Barrow, who I think is the Heisman winner, they did what they did offensively. They did what they did offensively, and it's amazing to see with LSU and the talent. Because I feel like LSU, for the last few years, have always had this type of talent offensively, but they didn't have the right, they didn't have the right philosophy. They didn't have the right, um, they didn't have the right scheme that was that that to fit these players, these athletic and talented players that they had. They didn't have the right scheme. Now they have more of a, um. It's more of a spread out west. Spread. It's more of a spread out west coast version because if you look at the some of the route patterns and tr- route trees that the receivers run, it's more of a more pro spread, more of a west more of a west coast spread type of offense that they run, which you basically see on Sundays uh, with NFL team run with with some of the high potent NFL teams run. You know, a lot of um, crossing patterns, a lot of post patterns, uh, a lot of rollouts, RPOs, things of that sort. You get a lot of that with LSU, and I, I mean, I think they're the number one team. I think I think you gotta put LSU as the number one team. Um, they dominated Georgia. They have dominated everybody that played. They have also five top ten wins against. They have five top ten wins. They have five top ten wins um, against top ten teams in the in the in the nation. I, hard to argue against that. Ohio State makes a great argument. You know they have dominated everybody. They have played a little bit, little scary last night when they uh little scary when they played when they played Ohio when they played Wisconsin. Wisconsin like really took it to Ohio State, but. They have also four wins against top ten teams this year, so they're not far behind. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with neither neither of these teams at number one. For me personally, LSU would have to be my number one team with the way how they have dominated Georgia, then then them putting together their defense. I have to put them at number one, and. Oklahoma was just the weakest link out of the four. Uh, Clemson, you can also make an argument for Clemson, but the, the, you know the thing that's that sets. I think that I think the thing that sets LSU and Ohio State apart from Clemson is 
who has Clemson played, and everybody's going. But I, I'm a big believer in Clemson. It would not, it would not behoove me if Clemson win two games in this playoff and take home the championship. It, it that would not be surprising me. They have number one. They have number one draft pick for for next year. Dabo, they they they're loaded as well. It's just that they play in the ACC. The ACC is bad, so <laughs> there you go. But that is my take for, for college football. Um, I'm I'm excited for these bowl games, not just the college football four, but Rose Bowl, Cotton Bowl, Sugar Bowl. Um, I, I want to see all of that. I, I can't wait to see all of that. It should be good. Can't wait. Um, so let's transition to my game day picks for week 14. My game day picks for week 14. I don't want to hold you guys long. After I give my game day picks, I am going to give you a top 10 list. Um, stick around to see what that is about. But let's go into my game day picks. Game day picks. <sighs> Carolina at Atlanta. Carolina at Atlanta, 1 o'clock game. Atlanta is a 3.5-point favorite. I'm actually going to take Atlanta. Um, I, haven't been picking and, I haven't been picking and choosing Atlanta all this year that much. Um, you know, they're real high-potent offensively. I think with the firing of Ron Rivera, I think I don't know, I don't know how the Panthers will respond and come out. I just don't know. So that's, that's one reason why I'm leaning with Atlanta. And Atlanta, like I said... High potent offensively. I think they'll be able to put enough points up. They're at home. They already have beaten Carolina this year. I'm going to go with Atlanta. I think Atlanta wins. I'm going to say Atlanta wins 21-26. 21-26 Atlanta. Next game on the docket, Miami at the Jets. Miami at the Jets. The Jets are five-and-a-half, five-point favorites. The Jets are five-point favorites. I'm going to take the points. I think the Jets win. I think the Jets win, though. I think um, the Dolphins will cover the spread. Um, Dolphins coming off an emotional victory last week. Um, Big-time victory. It's going to be in the low 40s as well. Um, you know, five you know, f- wind's going to be five miles per hour. Not, not too bad. Um, low 40s, cold weather. Don't like picking like the teams like Miami. That that you know that play in these cities, these warm weather cities or domes and cold weather. That's that could be a factor possibly. Um, I'm gonna take the Jets though. I like how the way the Jets have been playing these last few weeks. Um, neither team is in playoff contention, so it really doesn't matter. Probably won't watch this game, but I am gonna have my. I'm I'm gonna have the Jets taking down Miami. I think the Jets are. I think the I think the Dolphins are gonna cover the spread though. Um, so I have the Jets winning 14, 19 to 14, 19, 14 Jets. Um, Indianapolis at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a three point favorite. I'm going to take Indianapolis. Um, I, I, I'm I'm not sure. Don't trust Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is one of those teams to either hot or cold. One of those teams where this week they could probably beat. Indianapolis by 10. You know, if they come out high and James Winston doesn't turn over the ball, but he has that, he just feels the need to fill up that column where it says 
uh, where it says uh, turnovers, interceptions. He fills that column up every week. I think the Colts will win this game to try to stick in the playoff race. Don't think they will make it, but I think they'll try to win this game to stick in the playoff race at least. I have them winning this game 27-24. Detroit at Minnesota. Minnesota's a 13-point favorite. I'm going to take the points. I think Minnesota coming here with a vengeance. Um, I don't think... think Thielen would be available available for Minnesota. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think he's available for them. Still, I'm going to take Minnesota. Minnesota's coming off a, a good loss um, against Seattle on Monday night. The st- you know they want to stick at eight and four. I think they I think they've closed out the season at eleven and five. They're at home. They've been a good home team this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Minnesota. I'm, I'm gonna take Minnesota to win this game. Hopefully they don't come out like they did against Denver a couple weeks ago, where they let Denver you know almost beat them, get one off. I'm gonna take Minnesota to win this game. I think they do cover the spread. I'm gonna take Minnesota to win thirty to seventeen. One o'clock game, San Francisco. San Francisco at New Orleans. New Orleans a two point favorite. Um, New Orleans is at home, so it's like I should take New Orleans. I should take New Orleans. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the Forty Nine ers to win this game. Um, the Forty Nine ers have struggled against mobile quarterbacks all year long, but quarterbacks with no no mobility quarterbacks that can't move they contain pretty well and they they they've beaten all of them so i'm going to take san francisco i think san francisco's d-line will be the key to today's game i think san francisco's defensive line will be the key to the, to, to today's game and i'm going to tell you why i think san francisco's d-line will take advantage of of the Saints, I think they will have to pressure Drew Brees, make Drew Brees feel uncomfortable. I think if they do that, I think San Francisco wins this game. I, I'm going to pick San Francisco and win this game by a touchdown. I think Jimmy Garoppolo and the offense will do just enough to win. And I think, I, I just seriously think the, the 49ers front seven will just try to dominate and make Drew Brees feel uncomfortable. Even at home, and I know it's a long shot with them beating them at home, but I'm going to take the 49ers to win at New Orleans 27-20, San Francisco. Um, Baltimore at Buffalo. Buffalo is a six-point underdog. I'm going to take the points. Um, I think Baltimore wins this game. I think Baltimore wins this game on the road. Lamar continues to do what he do. I think Buffalo will be playing from behind. Baltimore leads the league in time of possession and in total offense and rush offense. I think Buffalo will be playing from behind. With that, I don't think Josh Allen, um, I don't. He, he's grown a lot. He's still developing, though. I don't think Josh Allen will be able to play behind against this ball-hawking secondary of the Ravens, I don't think Buffalo will get it done from playing from behind because I think Baltimore will get out to an early lead. Baltimore wins this game. I think Baltimore wins this game 27, no, excuse me, 28-21. 28-21, I think Baltimore gets out to 
somewhat of a quick lead, like a quick 10-point lead. I think Baltimore would cash in. I don't think Josh Allen would do enough against this Baltimore defense. That's getting better. Cincinnati at Cleveland. Cleveland's a seven-point favorite. I'm going to take the points, and I'm going to take Cleveland. I think Cleveland, this is a total... Um, mismatch. Cleveland should be able to take advantage of Cincinnati, despite Cincinnati winning last week. I don't give a damn what they did last week. They should be able to take advantage of Cincinnati. Cincinnati should, I mean, Cleveland should be free today. They should play free today. They should be loose. I think Cleveland will probably put up, try to put up 30 on them. Um, this D, this Cleveland D-line is still good, even without Miles Garrett. And, Cincinnati's O-line is horrible. It's probably the worst in football. And look at who's going. Look at who Freddie Kitchens is going against today. Freddie Kitchens, you know, he has struggled against these some some of the top coaches in the league. But he has, he's going against John Taylor, young coach, both young coaches, both first-year guys. I, I, I think Freddie Kitchens will be, will be able to cash in a victory today. Um, I'm, I'm going to take the Browns winning this game 34-14. The Browns should win this game. It's a total mismatch. I have them winning 34 to 17. Excuse me. Another one o'clock game on the docket. Washington at Green Bay. Green Bay is a 13 point favorite. Now I'm going to tell you, I have Green Bay winning this game, but I do not see them winning by two touchdowns. This Washington team in late in in, in these last few weeks defense has gotten better. Run. They have been able to. They've been proven to be able to run the football. Plus. Plus, Green Bay cannot stop the run. Green Bay this year has struggled to stop the run. Um, I think Green Bay is more finesse. We'll see. This will be a good matchup because the Redskins have proven the last few weeks to be able to run the ball. But, but I, I think Green Bay will have enough. I think Green Bay will too, be too much to overcome for Washington. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers will have a good day. I think he'll have a good day. You know, they 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 are looking for one of those from him. I think A Rod will have a good day and that will be enough to get the Packers over the top. But I do worry about the Packers rush defense. I do worry about that. I'm gonna have Green Bay winning twenty seven excuse me, hold up. I'm gonna have Green Bay winning thirty to twenty. Thirty to twenty Green Bay. Um, things are gonna be a lot closer, but I'm 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 gonna stay safe. I have them winning thirty to twenty, Green Bay. Um, another one o'clock game, Denver at Houston. This this could be interesting because Denver in the last eight, they're four and four. So Denver is a tough out. Denver is a tough out. Um, defensively at home, they're really good. Defensively at home, they're really good, especially in the red zone. Um, Deshaun Watson. I, I'm 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 gonna take I'm gonna take Deshaun Watson to win this game, and Houston Deshaun Watson to win this game. But it is gonna be a tough out. I think this game is gonna be a little bit closer than what people think. I think people I think this game is gonna be a little closer than what people think. Houston's an eight and a half point favorite. I, I'm gonna I'm I'm not gonna take the points. I'm not gonna take the points because I think this game is gonna be a lot closer. I have Houston winning thirty to twenty four. <clears throat> Also, Drew Locke played well in this um, NFL debut. Drew Locke played really well in this NFL pre- debut as well. Chargers at Jacksonville. 
Jacksonville is now starting um, Gardner Minshew. They're going back with him. Nick Foles is benched. Um, they're three Jacksonville's three three point underdogs. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Chargers though. I think the Chargers find a way to bounce back. I think they find a way to bounce back this week. Um, they they I, I don't know what they'll do. They'll probably find another way to lose this game. Not. Not so sure. Not 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 so sure what the Chargers are gonna do. I'm I'm gonna pick them though. I, I guess I'm gonna pick them. I I guess I'm gonna pick them. So I'm gonna go with the char- I'm gonna go with the Chargers to win twenty seven twenty. Tennessee at Oakland. I think Tennessee wins this game despite being on the road. I think Tennessee wins this game. Um, they're three and a half. They're three and a half point favorites. I, I I'm gonna take the points. Um, Oakland has struggled this, these last few weeks, and plus Tennessee's offense has gotten better um, since Ryan Tannehill has taken over the job. He leads the league in passer rating. He leads the league in passer rating since he has taken over the job in Tennessee. Oakland defense, as I mentioned, has struggled these last few weeks, and Tennessee's offense has only gotten better. I think Tennessee is going to try to make a late push for the playoffs. I have Tennessee winning this game. 28-20, Tennessee. Okay, 4 o'clock game, big game, probably the biggest game of the weekend. Uh, I have Kansas City at New England. So in the regular season, in New England, a three-and-a-half point favorite, three-point three favorite, excuse me. Now, in the regular season, Andy Reid in Kansas City has played New England pretty well. Uh, they, they, I think they are, they are the last team to beat Kansas, to, to, to beat um, New England at New England while trailing at halftime. I think Kansas City t- and Andy Reid is the last team to do that. They were um, they were trailing at halftime a couple years back and they beat New England. But I think with this with this offense with this explosive offense of the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes leading the way, he has all his dogs healthy. I don't think New England will be able to score and keep up. I don't think they'll be able to score enough points to get over the top and beat this Kansas City team. I don't. I think Kansas City defense has come has been playing better these last few weeks. New England has struggled these last few weeks. I think Kansas City will come out with the victory today. Uh, I'm gonna go 34. No, I'm gonna go 30 to 22. 30 22 Kansas City. I think Kansas City wins by eight. <clears throat> New England struggles to score points just like they have these last few weeks. If the game is not low scoring, like the game against Dallas or Philly, I can't see I can't see New England winning. I'm gonna have New England win. I'm I'm, I'm gonna have Kansas City winning. Uh, Andy Reid has won two out of the last three against Belichick in the regular season. I'm gonna go with Kansas City. Four o'clock game: Pittsburgh at Arizona. Going to the West Coast, Pittsburgh is a one and a half point favorite. That's that. That's Vegas is telling me it's going to be really close. Um, Arizona's coming off a, 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 a an embarrassing loss. They're coming off an embarrassing loss. I think Arizona will bounce back. Kyler Murray's been playing well this year. He's going against a tough Pittsburgh defense. But I look at Pittsburgh's offense, and I'm like, ah, uh, these since week eight, Pittsburgh is 24th in pat in the past. 25th in a row. They have really struggled offensively. I, I told you guys, last five weeks they have six touchdowns. The last five weeks they have six touchdowns. It's it's really a tough one. 
it's really tough for them to score points. So I think Arizona wins in a close one today, 24-20 in the desert. <clears throat> okay, Sunday Night Football, Seattle goes to the Rams. Seattle goes to the Rams. I'm going to take Seattle. I'm going to take Seattle. I'm going to take Seattle to win this game against the Rams. I think Seattle comes to L.A. They continue on their high streak. As of right now, I think Seattle is the best team in the NFC right now. As of right now, I think Seattle is the best team in the NFC. Uh, I don't think the Rams are having trouble up front. Seattle's D-line has really picked it up since that 49er game. Seattle's D-line has really picked it up and ratcheted up their defense. Love the way how Seattle's playing. Um, now, I think see, I think the Rams, defensively, you can't take them as a joke anymore. Since Jalen Ram- Ramsey has joined, they've been, oh, they haven't been bad defensively. But I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks to win this game 31-24. 31-24, Seattle tonight. Monday night game, Philly is a 9.5 point favorite against the Giants, who has Eli starting. Now, I'm going to tell you, it wouldn't surprise me if the Eagles just gave it away because that's just what they've been doing. But I think the Eagles will take advantage of the Cowboys' loss, and I think the Eagles will win on Monday night against the Giants. I think they will win on Monday night against the Giants. That's led by Eli. Don't think Eli will have enough in the tank. Not so sure what I think about Philly. I mean, Philly probably... Philly. This is my thing with Philly. Philly think they are... Philly... I think they still rest their hat and their morals on their Super Bowl victory a couple years back, and I think Philly, Philly just give me give me that whole attitude that they think Philly is five. Philly is five and seven. Philly probably think they are the best five and seven team to ever play in the NFL. They probably think they're the best five and seven team to ever play, and they probably are. But <laughs> they still they they rest their hat on their Super Bowl victory. And this season, this this league is about is a week to week league. It is a week to week lead, and Philly got to get over that. But I think Philly will have enough to win. I'm gonna go with Philly. Giants have struggled defensively. I think Carson Wentz will have a good game. Philly will win 27-14. That is my game day picks for week 14. I'll be back. So I told you guys, I'm going to come back and I'm going to have my list. I have a top 10 list, but this top 10 list is different. This is a top 10 list, top 10 NFL coaches of all time. So, um, you know, we're doing coaches. This, we've been talking about coaching a lot this week. You know, we talked about Jason Garrett and college football coaches and 
schemes and defensive court. We've been talking about coaching and all this for about a week now. So, top 10 NFL coaches of all time. Now, I do have two tied. I couldn't decide. I couldn't make up my mind. But I do have two guys that I had tied at 10. So, first... The first guy that I had tied at 10, um, and you might don't count him because the NFL wasn't a particular thing. His championships don't count towards the Bears. But George Hollis. George Hollis was um he was the conductor of the of the those Bears defenses. With you know, those those hungry, those nasty Bears defenses. Um through, you know, throughout the sixties and the fifties and the forties. He was a part of those defenses. He was the he he was the coach. He was the coach of those defenses. Uh he had a record of three hundred and twenty-four and one fifty-two. Um six NFL championships. Of of course those championships don't go towards the Bears, but I just thought I would mention him. And also the other guy that I had at ten, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson didn't coach for Yay Long, only coached the Cowboys only coached the Cowboys for five years, but those five years were probably the best five years you have seen in, uh, as a coach in, in pro football. Uh, two championships, back-to-back Super Bowls, and just the way how he constructed that team, um, it, 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 it was big. I mean, with the way how he constructed that team was crazy. It really changed. Like, that. those Cowboys teams in the 90s, the late 80s and the 90s, really changed the way how the NFL goes about trading and the salary cap and the free agents in free agency. They, they, that those count those moves that Jimmy Johnson made during those years really changed the way how we perceive trading players and signing players in free agency. Jimmy Johnson really modified that into what it is today now. So uh you know Jimmy Johnson at 10. Jimmy Johnson and George Hollis at 10. At 9, I had Bill Parcells. Um, Bill Parcells, you know, he, he's known, his his best coaching job is the those Giants teams in the 80s where he won two Super Bowls led by that defense with Lawrence Taylor. Also, um, another guy was on that coaching staff too, but he is later on that. He's later in this list. But he's no, he's the, the Bill, Bill Parcells is known for... Turning fran- turning losing franchises into winners. He's turning. He he's known for turning franchises into winners who don't particularly win a lot. Uh, he, you know, and his best job, like I said, it came in those mid eighties where he 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 had um he had the Giants teams won two Super Bowls, had a seventy seven forty nine and one record. Um, he he he's just he has an illustrious career as a coach. You can't say much about Bill Parcells. Defensive-minded. Uh, doesn't get any better than that. Bill Parcells at 9. Um, at 8, I had Joe Gibbs. I had Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs, two, three Super Bowl championships. But with Joe Gibbs, three Super Bowl championships, he had three different... He won those three Super Bowl championships with three different quarterbacks. How crazy is that? Um, he had a one, he 124 and 60 as the Redskins coach throughout the eighties, um, from 81 to 92. Um, the Redskins were one of 
those storied franchises that was really good and competitive in the 80s, in the 90s, in the early 90s, and um, they haven't returned back to form since. Joe Gibbs at 8. At 7, I had Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh, the West Coast offense, um, 10 years as the 49ers coach. Uh, the West Coast offense, three Super Bowl championships, all with Joe Montana, with those those West Coast offense. I mean, this that that eighty four that eighty four San Francisco team. That's probably one, that's probably one of the best teams ever. Probably one of the best teams ever. So it's just hard. It's hard not to put Bill Walsh in here. Bill Walsh uh, didn't coach for a long time, but. You get the point. I mean, a great coach. He's a great coach. Ninety. He had a. He was ninety-two and fifty-nine with his time with the. His time with. Um, the Forty ers That's sixty percent of his games that he won. That's tough to do in the NFL. That 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 is tough to do in the NFL. At. At six, no. At six, I have Chuck No. Chuck No, coach these these Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, 16 and 8 record in the playoffs, 193 wins to 148 losses, uh, and then those four Super Bowl championships with those tough defenses and Terry Bradshaw. Uh, not, I mean, just, I mean, he's probably, he probably, he coached a team that dominated the 70s. They won four championships in the 70s. In a, in a six year span, they won four. What seven years span? They won four championships. Just total dominance in the seventies. Really, he really ruled the seventies in the NFL. Um, then he just later just kept coaching the Steelers. They would, um, you know, he coached them for twenty three years. Just remarkable career from Chuck Noll. Chuck Noll at six, at five. I had Paul. Bar- I had Paul Brown. Paul Brown, we all know, named after the Browns. Uh, um, if you didn't know that, he was named out of the Browns and then went to Cincinnati. A lot of people get mad at that, but he has a hundred. He's a, he's 166 and 100. Um, you know, he's won four AAFC and three NFL championships. Um, you know, just one of the major coaches and landmarks and um, and people in the NFL. Uh, you can't go wrong with that. Also, a big he was a big part of the development of the Bill Walsh West Coast offense. Look at that. Paul Brown at five. At four, I had Don Shula. Don Shula's the guy who co- he's the coach he's the coach that led that the only undefeated team in NFL history to a Super Bowl. Um that remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. Uh that team that team went seventeen and oh. Don Shula, all you know, he's always been a winner. He only had two seasons where he finished without a winning record. Two seasons when he didn't, he, where he only finished without a winning record. And also, just to top it off, he has the most all-time regular season wins with 328. Don Shula at four, at three, Vince Lombardi. At three, Vince Lombardi. Vince Lombardi. We all know the Lombardi Trophy is named after. Vince Lombardi. Um, he led those dominant Packers team. He actually won the first two Super Bowls in in, in NFL history. Those dominant Packer teams in the 60s, known for his power run game. 
Um, he has a record of 96 and 34 and 6. Also, six championships. But, you know, he can, he, some would easily call him the greatest coach of all time. Um, but I have him with the Packers. Packers, he's known for his time with the Packers. Um, first two Super Bowl champs, Tom Landry. I mean, Vince Lombardi at three. I gave away number two, Tom Landry. Tom Landry at number two, coached the Cowboys for 29 years, 250 and 162, um, two championships. He, he, I mean, nothing short of amazing, simply amazing because of his system that he used. Um, just, just, just automatic. Um, won those championships with Rodgers, Starback. We know how classic the Cowboys are. Uh, didn't have many losing seasons, you know. Just, just remarkable um, endurance to have a an NFL job, a coaching job for almost thirty years. That's pretty good. Um, so Tom Landry at two, at one Bill Belichick. Um, six Super Bowl championships, modern day era. Um, he you know he worked on those Giants teams as a linebacker coach with Bill Parcells. Um, just a crafty defensive mind. He's trying to. He's he he's third all time in wins. I I mean the guy is just. I don't know what you can say about Bill Belichick. Um, like since 2010, look at his record since 2010. 14 and two, 13 and three, 12 and four, 12 and four, 12 and four, 12 and four, 14 and two, 13 and three, 11 and five, now 10 and two. <laughs> look at this. This this is crazy. Just a remarkable um key of consistency uh, I don't know what you could say also led by Tom Brady I mean great coach uh you know people people bring up the Browns days where he you know he was under 500 he won 45% of his game but then New England he has won 75% of his games at New England just remarkable and crazy good so that is my top 10 coaches of all time in NFL history top 10 coaches top 10 NFL coaches of all time that is my list um thank you guys for listening enjoy those games watch the games um we'll come back on here we'll break down the games also break down what the committee thinks we have playoff football coming up in college and in the pros. College football playoff and the NFL playoffs. Can't wait till the season ends. It's been a good one. Thank you guys for listening. I'm out.